I am Amanda Hansen, and welcome to the Women Disrupted podcast. I like to use the word disruption to describe a change that displaces or replaces the status quo. In this podcast, I hope you'll be able to disrupt your thoughts, beliefs, and maybe even your life. I believe that disruption is good, even when it is hard. I will share tidbits of how myself and others have handled disruption, whether we have chosen it or the universe chose it for us. There will be debates on hot topics and stories of women who choose disruption to change their lives and the lives of others. Are you ready for a little disruption? Enjoy the ride. In today's episode, I bring on one of my guests who reached out to me and said, Amanda, I don't hear enough people talking about this and I want to come on and I want to share about my experience and talk about this topic. And today's topic is ADHD. Well, ADHD more in females. Um, My guest, Sarah, she shares about her own experience um, discovering that she has ADHD as an adult. I, I share my experience living with a husband who has ADHD, who got diagnosed as an adult as well, and how that impacted our life and our relationship. And my own experience um, living with somebody with it, um, it's been unique to me because my brain is wired very differently. And it, anyways, I share in the episode and how it changed me and how it's changed our relationship for the better. Um, so Sarah comes on because she wants to talk about what it's like living with ADHD and her day-to-day life, as well as more particularly what it's like with adult onset or being diagnosed later in life. And we touch on her experience with the trial and error nature of trying different medications as well. We go over, we share some symptoms and traits that um, are common and maybe some even lesser known ones. We um, also talk how differently people with ADHD can experience the world and trying to distance the conversation from just hyperactivity or lack of focus, how the, and how the hyper-focus aspect of those with ADHD, um, is something many neurotypical people don't know about and don't understand this absolute superpower that it gives them and gives those to, you know, gives to those around them because my husband has some amazing superpowers that I am so thankful for. And we dig into all of that in today's episode. So enjoy. Hey everyone. Welcome to today's, to today's episode. I actually have, um, a woman on who I'm talking to for the very first time. (laughs) She, uh, (laughs) this is Sarah. Um, she reached out to me over the Instagrams and she said, you know, Amanda, I've been listening to your podcast. Um, and I have a really great topic that I would, you know, I don't hear enough people talking about, and I would love to talk about this. And so I'm like, she told me the topic and I'm like, absolutely. I'm game. And so what Sarah wants to talk about is her experience of being a woman and being diagnosed with ADHD. And is it adult onset ADHD, Sarah? Um, Yes. I mean, my, my symptoms would have started in childhood, but I've only been diagnosed now for two years. Cause I, like, I know, like I have a friend, she said, you know, I, I got diagnosed with adult onset ADHD, but is there such a thing or is it just like, the girl didn't get diagnosed. <laughs> usually, um, and and I'm no expert, but I have read a lot on the subject. Um, usually, 
they go into your childhood or at least your adolescence um, so that if there are symptoms there, then you can be diagnosed with ADHD. Um, what also happens a lot is that ADHD gets misdiagnosed as anxiety um, or vice versa. So sometimes um, you only kind of figure it out once you've been diagnosed or misdiagnosed later on um, that maybe it was ADHD all along. So I haven't in my reading heard a lot of just like adult onset ADHD. Mm -hmm. um, typically, like a lot of the diagnosis comes from um, anecdotal what happened, like what were you like in your childhood? or in your adolescence. Right. Um, there is research out there that some children outgrow it, um, but there's a lot of differing opinions and hypotheses on that as well. Well, um, and also like our behavior changes and the expectations mm -hmm. and the types of jobs we choose, which would all affect, you yeah. know, how, you know, what our, how we display ADD or ADHD, yeah. right? And especially in children that are developing so quickly. Yeah. Um, if there are behavioral issues due to hyperactivity, for example, which is a very obvious one, it's, it's actually very rare for someone to be diagnosed ADHD with predominantly hyperactive. Um, there's three types of ADHD, but I can get into that after. Um, but for, I forgot what my example was. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, the reason <laughs> why... I, I'm interested in this. I mean, I'm interested in tons of topics. That's why I have a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more I'd like, so my husband has ADD um, and he didn't get the diagnosis until him and I started dating. Oh, wow. So that would have been, oh God, 11 years ago. Okay. And it was funny. So when we first started dating, he told me, he's like, I think I have it. He's he's a big like reader and so he's like, I think I've read a book. And he's like, I think I have it. And, you know, so I was like, I didn't think anything of it. And then we, you know, we moved in together. Oh boy. <laughs> no, actually it even, it even happened before maybe we moved in together. And at one point I was like, I actually had to say to him, like, I don't think this is going to work out because I don't want a weekend boyfriend. Is what ended up what he does is he either gets super hyper focused that he mm -hmm. tunes out like he tunes out everything else around him it's or he's power it is a superpower like it's one of the things I love about him but the thing is he forgot he had a girlfriend yeah you forget <laughs> he, everything else Amanda yeah he forgot he had a girlfriend that might want to talk to him during the week and not just when he's not working <laughs> like mm -hmm. and so what happened is it was like oh the weekend I can shut down now and not work he's also like a borderline workaholic and so I finally was like, I don't want a weekend boyfriend. Like I want more than this. And so it kind of snapped him to be like, oh, well, I'm going to fix that. And, and obviously he did because he's highly coachable. He's and highly motivated. Now. You didn't break up. You're married now. <laughs> right. And, and then we moved in together. And then I honestly, you so saw I, oh my goodness. Yes. And I had, so the friend I just mentioned to you, she got diagnosed with ADD and I know it does look different for men and women, but she was actually a huge help for me because I, at that time I was like, I don't understand this. Like I, I literally, I'm like, why does he think this way? He's broken. Cause it was just so different than me. And I was all about like, I'm the right way. I do all the right things. I didn't have the knowledge and the experience to be like, which is fascinating because I worked with children with autism. You think of all people, I would be like completely understanding that there's different ways of thinking. And, you know, there is 
just because you're not neurotypical does not mean you're broken. It's but just you were living it. It's, it's I was different. I was living, living it, it and I was feeling the struggles with it. And I really like I she helped coach me to better understand why mm-hmm. we were feeling some friction in areas. Um, um, I don't. He he went and got the diagnosis on his own. He went and got medication on his own. I didn't require any of that for him. <laughs> like I didn't demand that of him. Though I feel like it's maybe, I, maybe I might have pressured him. Maybe I might have pressured him. Maybe I'm on his own. Um, and so yes, he and he, he he's it's such a huge difference for him. Such a I huge laugh. difference. Yeah, I laughed when you said that. He kind of said like pretty sure I have ADHD or ADD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people use them like interchangeably ADD and ADHD. Um, so ADHD, I think he's more ADD rather than ADHD. Yeah. ADD, it is without the hyperactive. Right. It's, yeah. um, but with the latest uh, DSM-5, it's actually not used anymore. Um, so with the latest like diagnostic, um, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> link below um, the diagnosis tool. So um, now it's ADHD, but a lot of people in the community disagree because it's not an attention deficit. It's a regulation of attention problem. The attention is there. It's either on everything or super focused on one thing. um, And regulating between those two polar opposites is really difficult. So it's not a lack of attention. It's trying to direct that with your will, with motivation. Um, It does not come as easily as a neurotypical um, Mm -hmm. person. So I like that you mentioned autism because autism and ADHD, as well as others that I I won't be able to name them all, but like Tourette's and, and certain yeah. other uh, disorders so, are all considered like neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I experienced that with my son, my son, my son has Tourette's. Oh yeah. And he has OCD and there's anxiety. And now mm-hmm. him and I are now in talks of exploring the ADD portion. Yeah. And cause he's now that he's an adult, now he's working a job. It's a lot different. Yeah. And so he's like, mom, I'm noticing that if I don't play, even if I don't work the next day and I don't plan out and know exactly what I'm doing the next day, then I get like nothing done. Uh huh. And so, <laughs> and then, cute. and then what he does is he, you know, then he'll beat himself up. And then, I mean, he's worked, he's worked through like the whole mindset of like, I'm not lazy. I'm not a bad, you know, he's, he's worked through all of that, but it, it's, I can see how it goes into that. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it is. It's, it's, it's un, like an umbrella almost, right? Like it's, it's, it's there in, in so many other areas. Yeah. I first like in university. So in school I did like, I always had really good grades. I was always kind of like done my work really quickly. So I was helping others. Um, so there was never any issues except that I was really hard on myself. I was inconsistent. So one of my teachers had said that I was prone to brilliance, but I was inconsistent. So you get told a lot, you know, you're just not working hard enough. You've proven that you can do things really well. You need to push harder. You need to be showing up more consistently because you're showing us that you can do this certain level of um, work. And um, so when I got to university, I kind of realized then that I was really easily distracted. Like if there was a sound outside, my head was turned before, like anyone else really noticed that there was a sound outside. Um, 
then I realized like my impulsivity, like in conversation, I'm really prone to um, interrupting. So if I do that today, I apologize. Um, my medication for the day is worn off by now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, listen, I married a man. <laughs> I'm used to it by no, now. At the beginning, at the beginning, this, it was, I was like, why does he never hear me? Mm-hmm. He never, he never seemed to hear me. And yeah. he, I mean, he, he also has hearing loss. He has two hearing aids. However, but I know it was, it was also, <laughs> <Those were> turned <laughs> on. It was also, he didn't have them at those at the time. I was like, he's never on time. Like, like there was just, there was so many, I don't even remember anymore, but and I was others like, others will perceive that as disrespect or like, yes. And that is how I saw other things over that time with you or over your input. Um, but it's really, it's, it's not a choice. Um, my attention goes where it wants to, and it is motivation based, but things that are regular and and habitual like a relationship that's you know gone past that six month mark is no longer shiny and new doesn't mean we don't love our partners and it doesn't mean we're not invested it just means that there's something shinier and newer on the horizon that is capturing our attention um and it it is not our will for that to happen um so it was in university that i first was like i self-diagnosed myself and um i never even did much research like i just thought it was this thing i had done really well in school so it's just i've developed coping mechanisms that work for me and i'll just leave it at that um i met my boyfriend while i was kind of midway through um, my undergrad we're still together um, 10 years next summer. Um, and it was when we started having some problems in our relationship that I really realized that it was a lot of it, not all, but a lot of it was due to my ADHD symptoms and how he was feeling that I was ignoring him Mm -hmm. or never listening to him or not, you know, responding off topic or just, I remember early on in our relationship, he would, I would just hear him yell my name. And I would turn and be like mad and be like, why are you yelling at me? And he's like, I've said your name five times to get your attention. (laughs) Like I've resolved to having to yell your name to get your attention. So I kind of just developed into this. Why don't you tap me on the shoulder the very first time? Like that'll snap me out of my hyper-focus. Why don't we do that instead? Um, So those things brought me to really start researching it and realize, wow, this has been a, such a bigger part of my personality of my, you know, difficulties with mood and sleep and um, all of these things throughout my life that I think had I been treated maybe earlier, um, I would have managed to cope in healthier ways. Um, so I sought out a diagnosis, um, you know, you're from the same area as me. So there's a long wait list to get a family doctor. So once I got a family doctor, it was one of the first things I wanted to address. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got diagnosed two years ago. Um, we took about eight months to try different medications until I found one that worked for me. And uh, they did not all work. You need to have patience. It's trial and error. The very first medication I tried, I was having mood swings that were, they were scary to me. Like I would be melted on the couch, not wanting to stand up or even lift my arm. And my boyfriend would drag me out and say, listen, like, let's go to the dog park. Let's change your mood. Um, And we'd bring the dog out. And then I'd be dancing and running around the field with my dog, like just from 
low, low, low to high, high, high. So I said, okay, this one's not for me. So you kind of have to be aware that finding treatment for ADHD or, or any other mental disorder from anxiety to depression, it's a trial and error. And, um, you have to kind of be patient with yourself and, uh, just kind of check in to see, am I feeling better, worse? And when I, I discovered that that first medication was do, having that effect on me, I called right away. And, you know, that was something that we eased off of right away. And I didn't continue to feel that way long kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I have a question for you. And it's something that I've, I ask myself because I just always ask questions. Like I literally mm-hmm. drive myself crazy. <laughs> So the whole relationship thing, it didn't really come, it didn't really affect your life. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that. Maybe it did affect your life. Cause I know you said like you struggled with anxiety and was it really anxiety or is it just a symptom of your ADD? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there's uh, comorbidity there. Mm-hmm. Um, often like people with ADHD will also have anxiety mm-hmm. or may also have depression or mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a cycle of depression due to symptoms of ADHD causing that like generalized anxiety leading to episodes of depression. So it can get pretty complicated. Yeah. I have two friends who've struggled a lot and now like, and they're in their like forties or like late thirties and they're now getting the ADD diagnosis and getting medication. Mm -hmm. Right. So they, 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 they were struggling women with ADHD, adult women with ADHD is the growing, the, I wrote this down so that I could say it really nicely. So women aged 24 to 36 years old, and this is a U.S. statistic, um, but you know, we're, we're comparable. So women aged 24 to 36 is the fastest growing population that's undergoing treatment for ADHD. In the last five years, um, this age group has been 85% increase, an 85% increase in women seeking out treatment for ADHD. Oh, there's so many, I have so many, so I didn't even finish my other question, but I'm going to jump to this one. I'll eventually come back to my other one. Um, how many women have suffered? And I want to say, because you have ADD, you automatically suffer, mm-hmm. but my guess there is some really some some struggles and that women probably just is like i'm broken i this is my fault or i'm a woman nobody will take me seriously they just think i'm emotional mm-hmm. or you know they, they they have convinced themselves that this is just the way i am i just need to suck it up i just need to suck it up and where there's just they weren't they were in a society that didn't give them the freedom to take themselves mm-hmm. seriously and to listen. We, we've been conditioned to not listen to ourselves yeah, and to blame ourselves and just, yeah. I'm, your- I'm working on that. All those things you listed, yeah. I did think about myself and I still do at times. I, I will say it's a work in progress. Um, I think living with ADHD, with it not being diagnosed, there is an amount of suffering. There are great qualities that go along Mm -hmm. with it. Absolutely. And I, I wouldn't trade it in. It is such a part of my personality. I would not be who I am without it. Um, but we have to acknowledge that there are also setbacks. Um, 
so adults, the symptoms would be like, there's a lot of missed deadlines because we're very bad at time management, um, unfinished projects, easily distracted, which is obvious, um, impulsive, can, could have symptoms of anxiety or depression, trouble multitasking, low frustration tolerance, um, restlessness. And one that often gets missed is the emotional and rejection sensitivity part of it. Um, but on the other side, those pluses, we have very energetic, we'll see details others have missed, funny, out-of-the-box thinkers, spontaneous, creative. Uh, we talked about hyper-focus being a superpower. So when we find our passion, it's very common for people with ADHD to be workaholics because we follow our passion. We follow where our attention is leading us. And it is very easy for us to hyper-focus on those things that we find the most motivating. Um, so I wasn't surprised when you said your husband was, or is working on work, um, like work I, addiction. Right. I also believe it's probably why he was the only man that can marry me because he likes a challenge <laughs> and he's and stubborn he well. and he doesn't give up. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like boring, <laughs> resilient, curious, lives in the moment. And he gets all of that with me. <laughs> Even our sense of time, like the oh internal clock present and past is not like, it's not linear. Like, oh my God, it, it is, is so funny now. Oh my God. I love, I love this discussion because it's like, I, we, it's a running joke. Everything for him was five years ago. Everything. <laughs> it was either five years ago or 20 or years ago. Like, I'm like, he just, and so it's, it is a running joke that he has absolutely no sense, no sense of time. No sense of time. We live in the now. It yeah. is what it has our attention right now. Um, and it can be good and it can be bad. It just kind of depends. So, um, yeah, do you had, you said you had some other questions. What are those? I'll do my best. Um, okay. So the relationship one, I have to admit that I had felt guilt. I felt guilty that, well, I felt sad and I didn't know if it was, I just felt sad that he either felt or that we needed him to be on medication for us to have a healthy relation, not a healthy relationship, but do you know what I mean? Like a more functional one, right? Like you didn't really feel the repercussions, even though I'm sure that you did, but it wasn't, it didn't really come become a trigger until it started to affect your relationship and started mm -hmm. until it started to affect another person. And sometimes I question like, why is that? Like, what can I do to better learn and accept this person for who they are fully as they are without mm -hmm. them having to be medicated. So like those things are in my thoughts. Like why, why does he have to change? Can't the world change? Like, and <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer, right? It's just, these are the questions, you know, obviously working with children with autism, I ask myself that all the time. Like, yeah, why, how can the world change to better accept these children and understand them? Like, they have beautiful awareness, yeah. right? Awareness. Um, 
I didn't know that October was ADHD Awareness Month until recently. Um, so ADHD and Autism Awareness Month is for the month of October. So that's part of the reason I wanted to reach out to you and say, look, this isn't something I hear talked about enough. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed in June, I remember. And a couple of weeks later, I had gone to a family member's um, like grad party and his neighbor had come over and started a conversation and I work with children with autism. So when I get asked, Oh, what do you do for a job? And I tell them there's always interest. There's always questions. Mm-hmm. And I, and I enjoy that. Um, but this man kind of related it to ADHD and just started saying how, Oh, that's just a myth. And it's just like these lazy people that are using this <sighs> excuse. And I'm thinking, <sighs> I don't know enough at this point. Like, I wish I could go back and speak to that man right now. But two weeks after being diagnosed, I was just starting to scratch the surface of learning about this disorder. Um, So you get that, like, it is a common misconception that ADHD is for little boys who are hyperactive with behavior problems that are interrupting in class, when the truth is, is that it's the most common Um, most prevalent psychiatric disorder in children in Canada, it affects like 4% of adults and 5% of children worldwide. So there's a lot of people. At what point does it not become a disorder? And it's just different ways of thinking and being like this. So this is where my head goes. Like this is where my head goes. It's like, that's a huge here and 3% here. And then you're saying like, there's 10 or 15% of the population that are neurodivergent. So at what point is it just, yeah, accepted and the world has to change. Like I can understand and accept it fully now because I so much better understand it. But at first I did, I had judgment. (laughs) I totally had judgment. It's under-recognized and under-diagnosed. I mean, I find, I pick it up in people and it's, you know, it's inappropriate. I'm not going to tell people, hey, I think you might have ADHD. Um, (laughs) I've done it with like my best friend and be like, I think the guy you're dating, like just (laughs) between us kind of thing. But I kind of pick up on it. and, And it's funny because my peer group, my friends that I've made like in my teens and early on in university, many of them are now diagnosed ADHD as adults. I think I've been attracted to a certain type of personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, it is interesting. Like of many of my friends, there there's similarities in in who I've been attracted to as, as those close friendships. So. uh, And yeah, like the, the things about it, about my husband, like I, I fully embrace and I love all that about him, but at the first it triggered me. It triggered me, but now I understand just, just the understanding, the understanding that when we're driving somewhere, when we're going from point A to point B, my brain is always like, how can we get there the most efficiently and the quickest? And that is not how his brain works. So I have learned, I have learned to just shut up, but in my head, I'm like, why? why is he not going this way? Why is he doing this? I zone out in the car. Like if I'm a passenger, it was a point of contention because we'd be out for a drive and my boyfriend would say something like, oh, did you see da da da? And I'm like, no. And he's like, we just passed it. It was on your side of the road. Like, how did you miss that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think 
having ADHD, like I can think of like three or four or five things at once. Like I'm all over the place. And, uh, you know, I'll often get like, where did that come from? Because I'll make these links in my mind of, well, I jumped from this to this to this. Like, why isn't it obvious to you how I made this connection? Um, but it just sounds like I'm coming in from like left field. And the whole driving thing. Do you know how many times we're driving? My husband's like, has that house always been there? <laughs> I'm like, honey, it's been there for 10 years. Even as a kid, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that house burned down. <laughs> my parents would be like, it burned down three years ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's okay. Whoops. No, it is. It, so how I, I'm a linear thinker. I am, we need to get to D. We go A, B, C, we D. partners like you. Right? We need that. And my husband's like, well, we go to Z and then we go to F and then we go to C and then we go to, to D. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. beautiful. I go to him often for things that I'm struggling with because I, I know my own limitations with linear thinking. And so I go to him. And so he's, he's a visionary. Like We're he's great a, brainstormers. He is. So he's an entrepreneur and he comes, he literally <laughs> has, pro, he has books upon books of business ideas, books upon books of business ideas. Some they're just an idea. Some of them mm -hmm. he's fleshed out. Some he's written business plans. He has many business plans, but he never like finishes it. And mm -hmm. so my mind, I was like, I'm a finisher, right? I'm linear. I, I, give me a goal. I'm not going to stop until it's achieved. And so at first, like I would judge him. I would judge him. Why don't you, why can't you finish anything? Why don't you ever finish anything? And finally he just said, Amanda, I like creating for the beauty of just creating. I don't need to finish anything. And I was like, That's oh, so you just blew my, <laughs> I understood that. Yeah. I under, and I was like, that's beautiful. It doesn't have to be an end product for me to enjoy the process. And I, for me, I didn't understand that. I mean, <laughs> I do to some level, right? But I don't think that way. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I have to tell like, coworkers, like, I'm a great brainstormer, but like, don't take my first suggestion as my best suggestion. Because <laughs> um, sometimes it's really not a great fit but it's a starting point and you just need to give me time. So like that teacher who said like prone to brilliance, but is inconsistent. Like I can have brilliant ideas. Give me the time to brainstorm and get there. Don't take me at the first one. That's I see that. I, I went to my <laughs> husband the other night. I'm like, I had this business idea. So I was like, what do you think? And he's just spewing out all these ideas. And so I'm like, I was spending more time going that absolutely makes no sense. And I finally had to say to him, I'm like, honey, I don't need you to solve this for me. You, you, you gave me what I needed from you and you can stop now. <laughs> no, but ADHD minds are problem solvers. Give, yeah. them, give us a puzzle. Um, I was working at my desk one day and a colleague came up the stairs and the doorknob was not working properly. And she was struggling with it and struggling with it. I could not complete any work. Like I had to go jump in and solve this problem or I was not going to focus on anything else. And, and I think that over helpful is, is good sometimes. And sometimes it's takeover kind of, yes. um, but it, it's a self-awareness hopefully that I've will had, help with that. But, but I've gotten used to prompting him. Mm, and so I just said, it's a I, shiny object. Yeah. I was like, honey, I actually don't need you to solve this for me. Mm. Or, or it, and it often, like actually he did it today. We, we were doing a joint meeting with somebody and we were doing it on my laptop. And so we had to click on Zoom, but the, 
the meeting hadn't started yet. So I didn't click on zoom. As soon as he sits down, he sees this window and he's like, he's ready to click it. And I'm like, no, I didn't click it for a reason, <laughs> but he just takes over my button. computer and wants to click the button. button. Yeah. You have you guys, the button. Why haven't you clicked the button? I need to click the button. It's all I can think about now. But it's funny that you brought up the fixing the doorknob. So I wear jewelry and often my jewelry gets knotted and that's who I take it to. Cause I'm like, I try it once and I'm like, F this, I'm going to throw it out. Like, I do oh, not like, have the patience. I can be as frustrated as can be, but I am resilient. And that's when yes. my stubbornness comes out. Like I'm not finished until this is solved. And, and so uh, that is the beauty. I bring all of those to him. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Like it's a great balance. Like that's why it's a good partnership. Like laundry, monotony. Like I would rather slip my own throat. That's why he does the laundry. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a monotonous tax task that he can just focus on. He'll listen to his podcast to me. I'm like, uh, no. Anyways, it's beautiful. You guys are beautiful. You have beautiful brains. And that's what I also want to get across. So those who maybe think they have ADD, don't realize it. What I'm hoping is maybe they're going to hear some of what you have to share and be like, oh, that sounds familiar and realize yeah. like you're not broken. You're not alone and you're not alone. You can have healthy relationships um, and that you do have superpowers that people like me love about you. Yeah. Like people are in awe when you hyper-focus. One of my things in my undergrad, and it's funny because I self-diagnosed and didn't research it. But once I was done my undergrad, I had looked into it a little bit more. And I found this like article on like 12 study tips for people with ADHD. And I kid you not, by the end of my undergrad, I would be completing the entire list. So I found my own ways (laughs) of coping. Um, So one example was like studying out loud, because just reading notes I would get distracted in my own thoughts Mm -hmm. but reading my notes out loud to myself I was focusing on not only reading but also listening to myself read those things out loud um so all of those things but um what had (laughs) I lost lost track that's okay you were talking about the 12 you were learning the 12 suggestions um to help you study during your undergrad and then by the end of it you had implemented all of those so we're talking about hyper focus that's what I was okay I get lost that's fine I'm listen I am used to this girl (laughs) I'm I'm glad I can demonstrate my ADHD symptoms while we discuss this well your your medication is worn off by now right like I said I take it at 7 a.m so by (laughs) you know late afternoon it's all gone um but yes, hyper-focus can be a superpower. And un- in my undergrad, it was the deadlines. Um, that stress on myself, like under pressure, I am a plus, but it is not healthy for me. I realized um, this past year that I sometimes unconsciously back myself into corners to recreate the stress of a deadline so that I can access my hyper focus that superpower and then you know i'm cleaning the house top to bottom the night before my parents are visiting for three days and then i'm not getting much sleep that night and i'm you know i'm sick to my stomach with lack of sleep and um so it's just something to be aware of and and trying to plan better but uh it's definitely so what do you what do you do do you are you 
So do you try and plan to kind of combat that or like oh, do you yeah, have that inner can be ignored? Right. <laughs> but uh, I sometimes just need stress to push me and uh, I don't have a solution to that one yet, but and there uh, may not be because like I, I see it with my husband and we used to, I used to say to him, I'm like, I would, I would come to him with like an issue or a problem that we might be having in the home or in a relationship mm-hmm. or whatever. And I would always, I always come from a place of kindness and asking and understanding and, and all of that. But then eventually I have to like, he, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tries and then it doesn't work or whatever, or he ignores it or he for, most likely just, for, he doesn't ignore it. He just forgets. He forgets. Yes. And, but I thought it was ignoring. <laughs> I understand that's not the case, mm-hmm. but I would then have to get angry. And then we would have, and he doesn't like conflict and so mm-hmm. we would have conflict and then he would move to action but that and, conflict would make him remember that next day to right. do the task and so like sometimes he would get on my case about it I'm like honey but I've tried like you don't remember but I have like brought this to you several times and not, the only time I can ever move you to action is through conflict um, so there needs to be friction yeah and that's that's just part part and parcel mm-hmm. and so I find having an agenda because I've tried doing all online, um, but I really am someone that needs that pen and paper uh, planner. And um, my recent one, I bought like a work-life balance. It's been really fun. (laughs) Um, I've been really, I always am good at like using it that first like six or eight months and then it just falls over. Um, And then I buy a new one and I'm good for six or eight months. So I never stop trying. uh, But I find I really have to write things down or I do forget them. And uh, my boyfriend and I have come into this habit of like texting each other reminders. So I also reciprocate and text him reminders when I do think of something. Um, And he does the same for me. So just getting a text sometimes at lunchtime to say, hey, did you call like the power company to get such and such dealt with? And I'll go, okay, yeah, I'll do that at three when I have a break and I'll set a timer on my phone. Um, Timers are my godsend. If it wasn't for that, I would forget a lot more things. Um, Yeah, I live that. So he's, he, he does, right. He does this. It's like, it sounds so familiar. He has his agenda. He has his list, but the thing is things easily get bumped. Well, he (laughs) looks at it, but things get easily bumped. Okay. So if it's not, screaming at him it can easily get bumped even though it is something that's probably just as important does he use like a migration system i have no idea actually what system he's he's created his own system so he's tested a few agendas and they never quite give him what he needs so being the visionary entrepreneur that he is he's made his own he's Mm -hmm. made he's made a spreadsheet from it and now it's gone to paper and every week he draws his lines. He does, he, he makes his own agenda and he, he, he does all that. So he's, he's so does he have that. a bullet journal. I'm not, I don't, I don't really know. Cause it changes all of the time. And he's like, he's all excited about it. it and then mm-hmm. he wants to share it all with me. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is so boring to me. So boring. <laughs> great. It looks great, honey. Um, <laughs> Um, I use a lot of like bright colors and things um, to each their own, but I find having things color coordinated helps. But when I was looking into like, I did some research on like, what are the best agendas recommended for people with ADHD? And I'd found like the simple bullet journal. Mm -hmm. Um, So like 
not the fancy everything's like pretty which I admire but I cannot keep up mm-hmm. um the simple is to have like migrating to do's so if I don't complete something I'll put an arrow like forward and that means that I have written it in for tomorrow or another day or I'll okay. put an arrow backwards to say I'm going to move this to, like next month and I have like every month I'll have things like for the house and things to do. Um, So to have those migrate to say like, Hey, I didn't have time to get to this one today because I tend to over fill my to-do list to over schedule. Um, So there's always some things that get moved, but I know if I don't have that arrow pointing forward, I did not move it yet. And I need to have an arrow moving it forward or an X to say that it's completed. And that way I'm, I'm not losing track of some of those things that, it didn't get done today, but maybe it'll get done tomorrow. Do you find that you tend to overestimate what you can do? hundred percent. Cause that's something I notice in him as well. Like I'm, I'm not, a. what, what does everybody do in January? They resolutions Our resolutions. Yeah. I'm not a resolution person, but you know, he's often like, I'm going to do this. Like he comes up with five things and I say to him every year, I'm like, honey, is too much. You're not going to make that many habit changes or pick one a month or pick one every two months. Right. Like if you and come up with five, divide them in your year. But he always over, it's always big and it's always a lot mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Like then he, when I, <clears throat> when I shit on it, then I, <laughs> then I, then I trigger like, I'm going to show you set on his dreams. <laughs> and so I've learned now. I just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I just smile and nod and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, you're you're not gonna do any of this. I think <laughs> sometimes I I am like personally I am capable of so much and so little time. Like when I do get into that hyper focus mode, I can produce work that would take someone else like three days to complete. Yeah. So sometimes like I think right. when I overestimate, I'm thinking, yeah, I could do this when I'm hyper focusing, but I have no control over when that happens. Um, that makes sense without kind of triggering it through stress. Cause I know, I know I can do it that way, but otherwise it's really just passion driven. Like last Christmas, I made quite a few of my Christmas presents for family. And, uh, I kind of was like, Oh, why don't I paint anymore? I love it. And it's, I start and I blink and it's six hours later and my hands cramped and I'm going, how the hell did I just paint for six hours straight? Like, I think you, you probably didn't eat. No, you probably I didn't, didn't eat. And like, you probably my didn't cramped and I'm going, oh my gosh, I really need to pee. Like, how long has my bladder been screaming at me? There's, so, times, there's no control. <laughs> there's times he's come up and he's frozen. And I'm like, why are you so cold? He's like, I didn't turn the heat on. And he was down there for eight hours. I'm like, did you not notice how cold you were? He's like, no. But that that's that superpower. Hyper focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it blows I, um, on my wish list, I want a visual timer for myself. Um, you might have seen them before working in the autism yeah. community because they use yeah, them in schools too. Yeah. But there's a pretty aqua blue one that I would like. Um, but because I was trying like at work, I was finding I was sitting for so long that I'd get up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so cramped. Like, why didn't I get up sooner? Um, because I was really into what I was doing. So I started setting an alarm up for every 55 minutes so that I would get up for five minutes and walk around the the agency and just, um, get my, you know, breath of fresh air or whatever I needed, and then would sit down and do that again. So sometimes like maybe having a timer so that he would take breaks Mm. regularly, then he might be able to check in and be like, okay, I can like 
let me unfocus for a second on what I'm doing and check in on my like needs. Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Am I, it sounds so foundational, but you really do not notice some things when you are really into another. Yeah. So anything else that you want to impart that we didn't cover? Cause we kind of went all over the place and, and maybe it was to my detriment that my husband has this because I have so many stories. (laughs) It's kind of appropriate. I mean, like I said, I demonstrated some of my symptoms during our discussion (laughs) and we were all over the place, just like my brain works. It's not linear. I love Um, it. Just you know, do your research. If you even have a hint of a reason of thinking that yourself or your child or someone else has ADHD, like, please ask questions and look it up online. And um, I'm going to give Amanda some links um, to some some places that helped me out when I was doing my research. Um, One great YouTube channel and one online magazine that is just full of, um, of science backed articles. And, um, yeah, like don't, don't struggle in silence, like seek out help and it's okay to need medication. Some people manage symptoms of ADHD with exercise morning, not evening, because evening exercise, you won't sleep. Um, so exercise, diet, um, therapy helps. Um, so not everyone requires medication, but if you need it, like, would you tell a diabetic not to take medication? Right. right? Yeah. So if you really do need it, um, and I have found that it has helped me so much. Um, just, I find I'm not foggy. I never realized I was foggy before I started taking medication to think like, wow, I'm thinking more clearly. I'm noticing things in my environment more like seek out help. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an enjoyment. It's an enjoyment. It's, it's funny to experience him before he's taken his medication for the day. Cause he doesn't always take it like as soon as he wakes up. And so often like he does a lot, I do a lot of like the kitchen and the meal prep mm-hmm. for supper time. He does a lot in, in the morning for breakfast, but to see him operating in the kitchen before he's taken his medication is, is not linear. Is he literally, he he'll open the dishwasher to start unloading it, he'll open it and then he'll walk over and dig the toaster out and then he'll put the toast in and then he's in the fridge. <laughs> Sounds like my house cleaning. And then he's so walking to the room. bedroom and then he gets in the room. He's like, why am I in here? Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the Tasmanian devil entered our house in the morning. Mm-hmm. He focuses and, on what's in front of him. Yeah. And often like he'll go into the cupboard and he's like, I went, I wanted to go into the freezer, but now I really like, I'm meant to go in the freezer, but I'm staring at the cupboard mm-hmm. going, why am I in here? <laughs> and everybody goes through these things. Sometimes the thing with yes. ADHD is when it's, it's, it's all the time. It, it yes. affects you on a day-to-day basis. Um, it's like someone saying like, you know, I have feelings of depression, but I don't have depression. Right. Like yeah. people relate to symptoms of ADHD and say, well, I do that all the time. Like that doesn't mean I have ADHD. Well, no, your all the time is maybe twice a week. Mine's like 20 times a day. Yeah. And he he'll go to work. Like he, he works in his office. He'll start work 
And then an hour later, he'll come up be like, I forgot to take my medication. Like he knows because he's trying to work mm-hmm. and he can't, like he's working on the same sentence for a half hour. He's like, oh crap, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. didn't take my medication. Like he knows when he hasn't taken it because he mm. really sees the differences in his ability to focus and work. And um, right now it's, he has high blood pressure and we're, we've kind of come to the, like, we're trying to experiment with different medications for him now to see, because we, he's taken his blood pressure without taking his medication and it's fine. And he takes his medication mm-hmm. and it's, it's up. A, so we're, a side effect of the stimulant medication. For right. Sure. So we're trying to play around it's with handy. different, different stuff. And what was definitely not an option was to go off his medication. Has he tried non-stimulant? I did. It wasn't a fit for me, um, but we haven't gotten there yet. So the thing is, it's been on his list to call the doctor, <laughs> but it's been on his list for a week. And it keeps See, getting I always try to rebook the next one while I'm there because I'm at that right now. Like for the last week, I wouldn't think of that. He would not. He would not. That would not even. That's in the future. <laughs> he wouldn't even think of doing that. He's very much in the now, and and I I also do believe that I think you know, men and women's brains tend to be wired a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, how would it, you know, it, it displays, you guys have a lot of commonalities, but I also think there's going to be some differences and we're all different. In oh, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Anything everyone. else that you want to add, Sarah? I don't think so. Just, uh, thank you for having me and for be willing, being willing to, to speak about, ADHD and jump all over the place and well I'm so thankful that you reached out to me because I think I mean I think it's a great topic and with the amount of people that have it um I hope somebody who's listening to this that might be suffering can maybe stop <laughs> stop suffering they know it already or don't yeah um, maybe they go oh that sounds like me yeah look it into it look into it and and seek out help because it really does a world of difference. Yeah. And um, I'll make sure I'll get those links from you and put them in the show notes for people to um, find that extra help if they want to start the research. So thank you Whether so much. Video or reading yeah. Themselves. Yeah. All right. Thank, thanks, Amanda. Thank you so much, Sarah. Have a good night. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to the Women Disrupted podcast. Make sure you check out the show notes for any additional information or links about today's episode or guest. If you enjoyed today's episode, then hit the subscribe button and make sure you get all the latest episodes. Also, if you feel that anyone could benefit from this episode, then please share it or give it a review. The Women Disrupted podcast is sponsored by Simply Stylish Inc. and produced by James Higgins Productions. Stay disrupted, ladies.